Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Bad Womb Service, the raw and unfiltered podcast about motherhood. We appreciate all of you allowing us to take a break last week, and this week we are back in full swing with a very exciting episode. I sat down and interviewed Julianne Corona, the owner and founder of Mommy Made Encapsulation. She is a placenta encapsulation specialist. She does nationwide encapsulations as well as celebrity placenta encapsulations and has been featured in Us Weekly, OK Magazine, E! News, and so much more. She's here to answer all of your questions about the safety, the process, and the benefits of placenta encapsulation. Her details can be found in our show notes below. All right, here we go. So wait, first and foremost, (laughs) your shoes. Are they the ones that you posted on your story today? I have different ones on now today. Oh, I was going to say, those were amazing. (laughs) Yes. How fun. I was like, that's like, I wear like this uniform literally like every single day. Mm for weekends and that's the only way I can like switch it up and I've been like a sneaker head my whole life yeah it went into hibernation for quite some time like after I started having kids but then your feet change yeah exactly after having babies so that was like a perfect excuse so I was like I just started like buying up sneakers and then it just like a new level unlocked and I'm like oh my gosh like and they have these kinds and these kinds because like in my head like I had stopped buying shoes I'd stopped yeah. like treating myself to that kind of stuff after I had like baby one baby two but baby three after baby three I was like you know what I'm in a good place now I can treat myself to a pair of shoes every now and again and it turned into just this like monster all right so <laughs> well, thank you so much for <laughs> responding to us this is awesome Jess isn't here right now unfortunately so it's just me hey thanks for having me <laughs> yeah so first tell us a little bit about yourself what's your education background so my name is Julianne Corona and I am the founder and owner of mommy made encapsulation it's a placenta encapsulation company that is nationwide all across the United States But for me personally, so I am a married mom of four. I have a seven, five, three, and one-year-old. And it is just a constant circus. I always wanted a big family. And I would just say it as if it was like nothing. Like, oh, I'm going to have like five kids. And as each one, like we tacked on one after another, I'm now at the point where I'm like kind of saying, wow, like I this is what I wanted, but this is kind of crazy. <laughs> but thankfully, we have a lot of help. My husband's very, very hands-on. He's my best friend. And he helps out so much with the kids. And we have, like, the grandparents. We also have, like, a nanny slash babysitter. So it's there's a whole village of people that really help us out. But I swear, every morning, every night, it's like a tiny fire drill. I'm like, one hour in the morning, one hour at night. This is, like, It's <laughs> a good way to describe but, it. <laughs> But my background is actually, I've always worked. I've worked since I was 14 years old. I started, actually, my mom's office. My mom is a entrepreneur. She was the first in her entire family to graduate college. So she really, like, instilled those values inside of me. Like, you know, you can be anything you want to be. I recommend owning your own business. She always would take me along with her to work, take your daughter to work day or events that she would do. She was in public relations. And so there was all kinds of events and commercials and advertising. And so I started really with her. 
Um, and then I kind of switched over to retail starting when I was about 15 years old yeah. um, until I was about 20 years old. When I started going to college, I said, I wanted to be a doctor. I was like, I want to be a doctor. That's what I want to do. Mind you, I had like no medical background whatsoever at this point in time. <laughs> I just thought like, you know, I can withstand blood and guts and this is pretty interesting. Like, let me do this. This is like a shoe in like um, career. And I started taking, you know, the necessary biology classes and chemistry classes. And as I took them, I just felt like they were, I could do it, but it was difficult. Like it felt like I was really going against the grain of what I'm naturally so good at. And I just, by year two in college, I was like, you know what, let me just stick to what I'm good at and what comes naturally. And that's always been marketing and advertising and communication. So that's like my forte. That was like what I say I was bred to do. My dad is um, a journalist. My mom is a writer. That's like their college degrees. So it's like, that's just kind of how I was raised and bred and around. Yeah. It just came so easily and naturally for me. So I started working for my mom um, for a few years in advertising and marketing. And then I moved away to San Diego and I um, just started working for a, the luxury sun, they, they actually make all the luxury sunglasses, like everything from Chanel, Versace, Ray-Bans, like they're the ones that actually make it. Yeah. So I was one of their representatives in San Diego and I did that for about a year. And then my life kind of got a little wonky. I got onto drugs. <laughs> so I go. did that for about <laughs> a year, uh, went to rehab and then got out, met my husband and we got married straight away, had our first daughter or got pregnant with our first daughter. And during this time I was not working. He and I were just kind of, I don't know, we just kind of made things work. I had savings. So that's kind of how we were like living. And then he also had, he's a disabled veteran. So he had his benefits and we were just kind of just living life. And I got pregnant and I was really scared to go back into that place of like depression. Of course. And right. Just recently being out of the situation with drugs I had just gotten out of, I was just being very cautious and I didn't want to take anything that was like pharmaceutical and not that there's anything against that. I just personally was like, I just came out of like a really bad situation. I just want to try to avoid it at all costs. You're protecting and your so I was looking, Right. So I wanted to look at some like natural or holistic options to postpartum depression. And I kept seeing things about women eating their placentas and I thought, well, I don't think I could ever just eat it like that. Like, that seems really gross. Yeah. yeah. Steak, quesadilla, spaghetti. I mean, you name it. I've seen all kinds of stuff. Ooh, um, out of placenta? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. I think I, somebody even told me there's a placenta cookbook that actually exists out there. I'm not down that I am not that girl. No. But I do remember watching an episode of the Kardashians where Kim had hers put into pills after she gave birth to North. And I remember Chris Jenner like, oh, I'm just going to put, you know, Kim's placenta pills in this drawer and they're like flavored or blah, blah, blah. And, and I thought, like, well, if it's in a vitamin form and you can't taste it, like win, win, win all the way around. But yeah. uh, I couldn't find anybody that actually offered this service and did it in a way that made me feel really like safe and comfortable. At the time, it was more so like just traditionally midwives and doulas that did it. And they would come into your home do it in your home sometimes a bathroom sometimes a kitchen I don't and trust my home person, enough <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah exactly like, I'm gonna have like actual food back in that sink later or like somebody just took a crap there like, like I after I cook I'm chicken I'm like myself. scrubbing myself I can't even imagine if yes right time. exactly so I just thought like this just doesn't seem like this should be done like in a in a dedicated space like a lab like 
environment, right? Yeah. Is what I kept thinking to myself. But anyways, I try to find somebody to do it for me. The closest person was about an hour away that offered the service. And she was charging back then. I'm talking like seven, eight years ago. She was charging, I think, I think it was like close to $600 for this. And she's like, I'll come and I'll do it in your kitchen. And to me, I was like, there's just so many women out there. I think that could benefit from this. And like that price point really, I think it would just really throw a lot of people off, especially the people that need it the most, you know, that maybe don't have the best living situations yeah. or have a lot of kids that just can't afford it. So that's when I started Mommy Made Encapsulation and offered it at a, an affordable point that everybody could use and in a safe, effective way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the story. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So as far as you said, you have four kids, which you look banging to have four kids. Did you experience, (laughs) you're welcome. Did you experience (laughs) postpartum depression or baby blues with any of them? Or did you start the encapsulation process for yourself before you had your first? So I actually started the, started it before I had my first, Okay, but I knew that I was going to encapsulate with the first one. So I kind of waited before I started taking them. And with my firstborn, I just, I noticed that straight away, like, right from the hospital, I started feeling these like just weird emotions. Like I had a great pregnancy, great birth experience. I had a great partner with me. You know, my husband's amazing and supportive. And all of a sudden I was feeling like, now looking back, I recognize it was like anxiety. Like I couldn't sleep. Even when she was asleep, I couldn't sleep because it was my firstborn. I didn't know like, does she be breathing? And does she want to be like back inside me? How does she feeling about this? It was just like these irrational thoughts. And I remember that like the one of the second night, second or third night, I was just like holding my husband, like just sobbing on his back. And he's like, what the heck is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm so happy she's scared, but I just want to put her back inside of me That's because it's I like, said. I feel like I had this. Yeah. I'm like, I have like this really awesome vacation and I can't go back to that place. Yeah. And that thought like is so overwhelming and it just makes me so sad. And at one point, I had to have my mom and dad come over. They came over, bless their hearts, at like 1 o'clock in the morning and stayed until about 4 or 5 in the morning. They're like, we'll sit here then and just watch her sleep so that way you can sleep. And then my husband's finally like, you need to take your pills. Like, that's enough. And I just noticed, like, I would, as I was, like, because I was breastfeeding her, too. So, like, as I was breastfeeding in the middle of the night, I'm, like, nodding out, just, like, just so tired and, like, just a zombie. And I started taking my pills and I know it sounds like, so like, Oh, of course you're going to say this, but it's true. And this is like the only reason why I do this is because it, I know how well it works. It is, it just like a 180. I stopped feeling those feelings. I had more energy and it's not like, Oh, I want to go like run a marathon. It's just, Oh my gosh, I had no sleep. I should be just dead right now. But instead I'm able to manage through the day. I'm good. And this was after Um, you started taking them. This is after I started taking them. So now knowing that, now going into my second, third, and even my fourth one, I knew how important it was to like get the pills right away, like to encapsulate my placenta, start taking the pills right away. But I feel like even then, there were some new things that I hadn't learned about before, which was things like, there's such things as like postpartum rage. Mm. Like I would get really, really angry and really, really irritable for like, no reason like just the littlest things to like set me off and then like I remember my husband after this last one we had I was just like because I thought it was okay because I'm, I'm taking my pills but maybe I just wasn't I wasn't taking enough of them <laughs> so like I'm good I got this like so I was taking just like the recommended dose yeah um, because the great thing with things you can always increase your dose because hormones are there's just 
it's a funny game. You can you know, sometimes have too much or too little, and it's just finding that right, correct balance. And I was just super, super low and super, super non-hormonal. I had, did not have enough hormones yeah. running through my body. And so I was just like following my husband around, like, you don't like me. I could tell. Like, you don't want to be around me. He's like, oh my God. I'm like, why don't you want to be around me? One boob goes like, this way. You one boob goes that way. Pills, please? <laughs> and he's like, go take some pills. Like, go take like handfuls if you can please I mean and that's just kind of like how we would start our mornings and make sure I took them like at night and that helped to balance me out and so I, so I still experienced things and that's yeah. what I would tell him like you will still experience emotions like it's not going to make you an emotionless zombie um like nothing can guarantee that you won't have sad days it's just like less of them yeah or they're more manageable which is huge. like it's not a thought like a thought that can take you under this like wave it's just like oh I said you know what I feel like my husband doesn't want to be around me right now and instead of like that thought just going oh wait you know what that is so irrational like my husband loves me he's obviously here instead if you know when I wasn't taking my pills I'm like he doesn't want to be here he hates his life with me <laughs> like, just <laughs> the worst <laughs> yeah I mean postpartum blues and postpartum depression they're wild I always, the, yeah. des the description that you gave about not having, being like, they're outside of my body now and having that vacation, that's a good way to explain it. I always said, like, I used to be able to keep him safe inside of me. Yes. And, like, the only thing that I, like, don't kick me in the belly. Don't eat this raw yeah. sushi or sushi. Now you have to worry about, like, are they breathing? Are they getting mm -hmm. enough food? Now there's a diaper that needs to be changed. Like there's all kinds of stuff. That You're like, now what if there's a lion it. in my room? And I'm like, you live in Cincinnati. Like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> That's not rational. <laughs> yes, it's very irrational. Okay. So how did you begin placenta encapsulation? Like you kind of explained it already that it's not something that yeah. you always wanted to do, but was it something that you were always kind of fascinated with as far as when you were in the medical when you were planning to go into the medical field, were you like, oh, I kind of like the postnatal or like obstetrician yeah, side no, of things? Honestly, it was, it was more like, I never have I ever, did I ever have a thought like that ever. <laughs> but after I like started just figuring out, it was, it was very selfish. Like I wanted it for myself. And yeah. after seeing what benefits could be had by women or you know everywhere like they, you guys could be experiencing this too it more so was a motivator that was my motivation I'm like you can have this and you can have this you're like did everyone you know about this and did yes like why is not every single person doing this why is this not mandatory like get my pick out my crib pick out my stroller and then get my person encapsulated like check 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 like that's just what if, what you do um, oh, yeah. and that was really like my motivator into doing it and taking it as far as we did. I I started out, it was just local, and I started getting requests for like out of town placenta encapsulations. And in the beginning, I would I would drive like hours to That's go so and cool. encapsulate somebody's placenta. Were you but then, willing to drive to make sure this person can eat their organ? <laughs> yeah, I know it's not like that's a request. I know I don't think. But then I was also forced to do the thing that I didn't want to have done, which was like encapsulate the placenta in somebody's home. Yeah. Because again, like I can't guarantee what factors are in clients' home or not. Like I did, it's just, I didn't feel comfortable with that. And I, and it just wasn't as cost effective. I'm like, you don't want to have to pay me an arm and a leg to, to travel, travel with to all the equipment, to come to your house, to be, me be in your house right after you've given birth. I'm like, there has to be a better way. I don't want anyone way. in my house and after I give birth. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want any, I don't want anybody there. That's <laughs> not me. And like, it's usually like, you know, there's boobs out, your vagina's just you're like, hurting and bleeding. And it's just like, it's a mess. Like, nobody's, nobody's good after they've had a baby. No. So I just thought, well, you know what? Like, there's got to be a better way, a more effective way to do this. And yeah. that's when I started the shipping option. And we can have anybody from anywhere in the United States ship us their placenta for really, really reasonable. And it all comes overnight. We send out a kit um, that includes everything that they need um, to have the placenta collected at the hospital and shipped off to us. Um, we encapsulate it in our labs and then overnight their pills back to them. So it's a really, really quick turnaround process. Like if a mom sends in her placenta to us on a Monday, she has her pills on Thursday. That's because so I know cool. from personal experience, because I am that mom, I am me. <laughs> I know how important it is and how crazy things can get mm-hmm. if your hormones are not balanced. You're like, I'm saving you from divorces here. Yes. <laughs> you're welcome. You're and welcome. And all the men everybody. out there, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. Like, I feel like giving birth also changes you so drastically. And can like, I never thought that I would have a podcast about motherhood. Yeah. And like, I never thought that I would try to advocate so much for like women's education and postpartum depression, women's education and baby blues, because I knew nothing. I like knew it was a thing, but somebody should have sat me down and been like, listen, if you've ever been like more than a skosh sad in your life, you're probably going to have baby blues. (laughs) This might happen. This is probably going to happen to you. If you've ever had an irrational thought in your life, this is going to happen. There you go. No, I know. I laugh because I'm like, the the things that even then, though, I I think that even if somebody were to sit down and like they talk to you about, about this stuff, it's still, if you're not a mom yet, like it does one it. In, in one ear and out the other. And it's so funny. Like I remember on my way leaving the hospital with my newborn baby and the nurse was like, Oh, Hey, here's you know the umbilical cord clamp that was on her. And I was just like, looked at her and I'm like, like okay. Like, and, and she's like, well, a lot of moms like keep this, like they, they, they want it. I'm like, okay, like what, whatever, just throw it. I threw it in my makeup bag, like not to like make her feel bad, you know? I like that next week I saw it in my makeup bag and I was like oh, <laughs> her blood on it. Oh my god. I was like, oh my god, I'm that long now too. Yeah, it's but it changes you. Oh, it yes. changes you so much. Absolutely. I used to be somebody that's like, I don't really want to talk to anybody that I like don't keep in my life at the moment. And now like somebody from high school has a baby and I'm like, let me know if you need someone to talk to. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here. I know we haven't talked in 20 years. I'm here. (laughs) Yes. I'm like a huge advocate for it. We actually have the Holloway house opening up by us. It's like a home for basically homeless pregnant teenagers. And it's, the oh, first wow. one near us, we had another one, and I don't know if you have any Catholic ties, but it was called the Mary Magdalene House. I'm like, oh that's God. the last place I would go. <laughs> like, hey, listen, you're a whore, but Jesus <laughs> loved you. Name like, but, like, even now we're like, let's donate there, let's mentor there. Like, we're so excited yeah. about being a part of it because we're like, all of a sudden, everything's baby. We're like, everything we do is like mom related, baby related, helping with postpartum, helping with like that kind of stuff. So it's super cool. And this is something that we wanted to do, but like time just got, the end of our pregnancy was so crazy that it just kind of went out from underneath us. Yeah. So how did you, (laughs) right, especially like Anna screaming baby. So how did you create Mommy Made? How did you come to be like, this is my business. This is what I want to do. This is now my calling. 
and um, in a team. So it was funny because, yeah, I uh, so a lot of different components kind of took place here. I would say first and foremost, like my husband is such a advocate and he is, he's my best friend. I have been saying that, but like he really is. And he that. had the power at the time to either, to either be like, ew, that's weird. You're gross. There's no way you're going to do that. But instead he was like, yeah, like, absolutely. If you're going to do this, like you got to be the best at it. Kind of, like that's kind of his, if you're going to do something, go in all the way. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I, I did. But I think the biggest, like, like point where like I changed was like seeing so many moms getting the help and telling me like, oh, I had, there was like such a difference between my first and second born or like, I feel so good or I'm healing from my C-section so fast. And I'm like, see, like, this is real. And at the time, like I had never done any advertising. And to this day, I've never paid a client, an influencer or a client, a celebrity or influencer. Nobody has ever been paid to talk about us or to use our services ever. Like if somebody wants a collab, we get the service and like, that's it. Whatever they want to do, however far they want to take it and talk about it, it's up to them. So it's always been word of mouth and seeing how much it would grow year after year and more moms and more moms. We're telling more moms about it. I'm like, this, this is like, it's something. And as a business owner, it can be very scary sometimes because you have to like, so not only am I, am I working, but I'm now also a mom and I'm also be like a, business owner of a major yeah. corporation and I hired like my first like team of people in it was like the end of 2018 and then I hired again in 2019 it was like that year is right when COVID hit like so I hired people like December 2019 COVID hit in March of 2020 I was like <laughs> what the f did I just do like I am so screwed but it's funny because that was actually the year that we grew the most oh my god um, I think yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because moms were just like at home, there was stimulus checks out. And they're like, if I can't have my baby shower, and I can't do this, and I can't do like, I'm going to get my damn placenta encapsulated. And it was just kind of like, again, like the word of mouth, like this perfect storm of people just getting the information and wanting to do it. And if for anybody that's business owners out there, I would always say this is my number one advice is hire before you're ready to hire. And that sounds like crazy, but if you believe enough in yourself and what you're doing, you know, give yourself like 45 days to hack it or not. And the worst, worst case scenario is if you hire somebody and it's not working out and you're not being able to make the ends meet, or you don't see that profit margin increase or whatever it is, you can always let go of the person. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) So give yourself like 30, 45 days to make it work and then go from there. How many locations do you guys have? So we have, oh, there are, I want to say six. Because there's one here in Cincinnati. Um, There's one in Cincinnati. There's one in Arizona, one in um, Lafayette, Louisiana. There is one in Chicago, Illinois. There's one in San Luis Obispo, California, and one in Riverside, California. Yeah, six, six. I was right. And then the Bakersfield location, which is me, I run the whole entire shipping, everything. So anything else? from all around the United States comes to me. That's so cool. And my team. I absolutely yeah. love that. So speaking of your celebrity clientele, is there anybody that you can name as far as, I know it's on obviously your Instagram and everything yeah. like that. I know I just listened to Stassi Schroeder's podcast and she had mentioned that she, I love her. I love her. Yes. I am such a fan of her. Me such too. a Such a fan girl. And she is the kindest, 
person, like, I will comment on her, like, stories, and she's, like, right away just, like, message me back, and I'm, like, I, she's you, so have, cute. you have no idea. Like, I would wear your skin. <laughs> I was howling. No, not that quite that bad, but <laughs> I love her, and the fact that she loves this and is a is a cheerleader for it and she's like this works so cool. like this last time she was telling me she was like I need my pills she's like I am already feeling wonky yeah. and I was like yeah no worries like it's gonna be overnight until you're gonna have them like tomorrow it's like thank god and she, I told her like listen when you get them I know this sounds crazy but take like eight of them and then take another eight of them in a few hours and I was like, it seems like a lot. I'm like, but your body is really low. and has no hormones. You're like, listen, that's <laughs> like one right? dish of placenta spaghetti. All right. So you're good. Yeah, yeah this is way better than placenta spaghetti. Just <laughs> shovel some into your mouth. Um, and she was like, no joke. She's like, next day, she's like, I already feel better. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I see? Love and that. That, that blew my mind. So like, that's crazy that you know who I am and what I do. And you love it. But yeah, so some of the other celebrity clients, we have done that blew my mind, by the way, is like Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Chrissy, mother effing Teigen. <laughs> uh, we did Shay Mitchell. I love and Shay she's Mitchell. And she's so sweet. And I'll have people, I'll have other celebrities will reach out and they'll be like, so Shay gave me your information. Exactly. I was like, I'm obsessed what? with her. Shay? <laughs> you know, so that was always really cool. We've done a bunch of girls from like Love and Hip Hop, Princess, Norwood, you know, Ray J's wife. We did her. We've done, gosh, there's been like a bunch of the Bravo girls. So the girls from Vanderpump Rules, we did Britney, we did um, Stassi, we did Lala Kent, Love. we did Sheena, we did some Love of the Real Housewives, we did like Teddy Mellencamp, we did Teddy's Placenta, I did Joanna Krupa, she was on the OCD one, I believe. We did Selling Sunset, Brie. So yeah, I mean, there's just like a slew and they just keep coming. Could you explain the process to us? Like how would somebody get in touch with you? And then as far as getting the placenta from the doctors, their paperwork or anything like that, that yeah. has to be filled out. And then what you do with the placenta. So basically like people reach out to us on any platform. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have TikTok. You can reach out to us through the website. We have people call us and they basically will send them all the information that they need to know. So it goes over, like I have really groomed this message from all these years and all the questions that everybody's had. So it's very, very detailed. Um, once they decide they want to go forward the process, we send them the link to sign up and place their order. Um, we have a customer care coordinator who calls them, just goes over a few things. We're very hands-on and very personal over here. You really feel like you have a team of friends. Um, it's not just like a company. Like we have a really great team here and they make everybody feel so, um, I don't know, it's like a pers very personal experience, so loved. So once they get the call from our coordinator, the cost is $400 plus tax, but only $200 is required for the deposit. Once that's paid, we send out a placenta collection kit that includes every single thing that this mom is going to need to have her placenta collectors in the hospital and uh, mailed to through UPS to us. Like Ica includes a ice chest, uh, ice packs, the container for the placenta, there's a cardboard shipping box included. There's a prepaid overnight shipping label already on the box. Like every single thing, like the mom, including tape, like the mom is not going to need to go and get anything from anywhere. Everything is there. All that happens is she takes the kit with her to the hospital the day that she gives birth. And this is very important. Like I always tell mom, you do not need your doctor or hospitals 
or anybody's permission or approval for this. You don't need to set up anything beforehand with anybody. All you do is the day you give birth, you go to the hospital, you hand the kit over to the nurse and you tell her, hi nurse, we're keeping our placenta. And here is the collection kit and here are the instructions for it. And inside of this kit is a very detailed step-by-step brochure of how she needs to package it up. She then returns the kit back over to the parents or mom. And then she takes the placenta and the kit home freezes it for at least 24 hours and then drops it off at our nearest UPS store. We get it literally the next day for the nurse. So which is, I say, like I said, she sends it, the the mom would actually be the one that sends it through UPS. And then once we get the placenta in the mail, which is like the next day. So let's say she sends it on a Monday, we get it Tuesday. We start the process Tuesday, finish it Wednesday, and then overnight her pills back to her and she has it Thursday. So the actual process though of the placenta encapsulation that we do, it's part of the traditional Chinese way that we do it. So it's been done for thousands of years. It's not something that I invented. It's just, I do it in a more sterile environment, a sterile way, <laughs> I yes. guess is the way to say that. And what, the way that we do it is we clean the placenta, we sterilize the placenta. We then steam it with lemons, ginger, cayenne pepper, and for about 30, 45 minutes. After that, we cut it up into smaller pieces. We put those pieces onto a dehydrator And a dehydrator, its only job is to pull out moisture. So there's a big, I think, misconception. People don't realize and understand that, you know, not only is there multiple ways that women eat their placenta, but there's even multiple ways for a placenta to be encapsulated. And the method that we use is the safest way out there. But once the placenta has been cooked, we cut it into pieces, put those pieces on the dehydrator for 12 hours. Those pieces turn into like placenta crackers, if you will, (laughs) somewhere they can break in half. We put those pieces into a blender. It gets crushed into a very, very fine powder. And then that powder gets placed into capsules. Um, We have different flavors. They are gelatin. So if somebody's like vegan or if they don't want artificial dyes or flavoring, we do have a vegan flavorless, colorless option as well. And I mean, it doesn't, placenta doesn't taste bad. It does not taste like anything. In fact, for the first like couple years of business, I only offered vegan capsules. So the flavors were just kind of like an added bonus because I had a lot of people like, am I going to taste anything? Does it taste bad? So to kind of like (laughs) quell those fears, I was like, let's just do flavors. (laughs) It's fine. I love that because I would be like, listen, it's going to taste like a placenta to me. Like in my head, I'm going to be like, this this is probably going to taste like a mushroom or something. And then it won't taste like anything, but I will have convinced myself. (laughs) Yeah. That it tastes like terrible. It's funny because I did, I had never tasted it, obviously. So when I put one time, a, one of the flavored capsules in my mouth, grabbed a glass from my like cabinet, I can't talk from my cupboard, my cabinet, walked over to the fridge opened up the fridge, grabbed something to drink. By the time I was doing this, the capsule dissolved and the powder just like popped in my mouth. And it just was like really a fine powder. So it wasn't that, but it didn't really taste like anything. It kind of tasted like the smell of an herbal store. And I was like, you know what? This is not as bad as I had imagined it would be in my head. <laughs> like, not as bad at all. So yeah, it's, it's not as bad. And we have a lot of moms who actually will open up. Like, they're like I can't swallow capsules. Like I'm not that girl. So they actually open up the capsules and pour it into like a smoothie or shake or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd be like sticking no. up my butt before I do that. Yeah. I would be yeah. So nervous. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I will take it rectally. <laughs> so you have it sent overnight. What if, like, I was a C-section, so I had to stay in the hospital for a few nights. Would I yeah. then pass the box to my mom or my husband and have them take it right away to send? So you can. There, There's not, like, a right or wrong way to do this. If you have somebody that wants to take it home and go put it in the freezer and get that, like, handled for you while you're at the hospital, by all means, yes. Like, absolutely, you should do it. If moms don't, the placenta can stay on ice with the mom throughout her entire stay at the hospital. So the placenta will stay good on ice in the ice chest or in a refrigerator for seven days. Okay. So you so, have yeah. a big window of time, right? And then the, um, they freeze the placenta for at least 24 hours. But the placenta can also stay frozen for a year. Or it can stay in a deep freezer for two years. So this is why we do like the payment breakup. Is I have found that allows moms more time to make payments or to save up the funds, but at least they have the kit and they have their placenta and then keep their placenta if it's for like a month, if it's for a year. I mean, I have moms all the time that will be like, hey, I'm on month, like it's been 11 months after I had my baby, I have the kit, I'm ready to send it in. Yeah. And we're totally like able to accommodate. So that way it just still gives them more flexibility and more options. Cause again, I was that mom, like I cannot afford like yeah. a $600 with an calculation, you know? So even $400, I know it's not crazy. I mean, we are turning your organ into vitamins for a lot but of families for some right people now. yeah especially yeah. yeah exactly so i know for me personally like that would help to have be able to break it up into payments over yeah. a longer period of time yeah that's awesome that's awesome that you offer that honestly yeah that's huge okay so what are the safety precautions that you take like in your is it like a lab or is it like what are you guys all gloved and yeah. hair nets and like do you decontaminate the place after every single thing? Just kind of for the people out there that are going to be kind of like, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's funny because like one of the biggest questions, some of the biggest questions that we get are like, how do I know it's my placenta? And, and about, you know, the safety of yeah. it all. And so, um, so the process, like I was telling you, we use, it's called the Purian method and it actually literally purifies the placenta. It eliminates all bacteria, viruses, infections, STDs. If there's any kind of complications or conditions or disorders, it does not matter or make a difference with how safe and effective our process is. To date, we've done over 30,000 placenta encapsulations. Uh, so, so, you know, the moms are in very, very, very good hands. Our process is like proven, it's guaranteed, safe and effective. Yeah, and the process that we use so only one placenta is encapsulated in each lab space at a time so there's not like multiple placentas there's no room for confusion or error but on top of that we also include some other ways that moms would like know like we keep we have label that stays with the placenta during the entire encapsulation process we record every single placenta encapsulation so mom can see like her name and the name tag and the placenta going through each step Right. So then after that placenta is done, we then decontaminate and sanitize everything um, and then start the next placenta from that point. But we follow and adhere to all of the um, OSHA, EPA and FDA standards and guidelines um, for sanitation protocols. Okay, cool. That's awesome. So do you guys have much competition as far as other companies doing this the way that you do it, where people are able to send you their placenta to have that done? Is there other companies out there that do that in a lab outside of the home? So we were the first and only ones for a really long time. There have been some, I want to say some fake copycat companies that don't even, they're not even the same realm as us, but we'll try to promote themselves as if they are. 
but they're not. But I would really say the only real, real competition that we have is like the hospitals. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's very like, it's, not that known it's not like out there on front street <laughs> but yeah. what happens and we do know this like we've i mean throughout our whole entire you know my entire career up in counseling and placentas i've had several instances where all this information came to light i've had people from pathology that have been counseling that are placentas with us i've ran into pharmaceutical sales reps to talk about like them buying placentas from the hospitals i you know there's just i've talked to a lot of people and core blood banking companies have approached us and we've talked to them as well and basically what happens is the nurses and the clinicians are basically like told like, this is, this is harmful. This is bad. We need to, you know, yeah. um, not let them meet their placentas. There's a lot of like that kind of talk out there and the nurses and the clinicians don't really understand why they're just like, oh, this is hazardous, this is bad, this is waste. But what's happening on the back end is hospitals are getting kickbacks for the stem cell use of the of the blood from the placenta and the umbilical cord because there's actually more stem cells in the amniotic sac, which is attached to the placenta tissue, than the entire cord and cord blood. So they want to harvest and use all those for research, for medical products, for beauty products. I mean, right now there's an industry, they do um, stem cell rejuvenation therapies and they're getting these stem cells from the placenta, right? Like your own placenta or like other people's placenta? Other people's placenta. Right, which is crazy, right? I'm like, why? You're going to say it's safe for somebody else to use somebody else's placenta, but for the mom to use her own placenta, which was literally just inside of her body, you're going to tell her that it's not safe. Like, yeah, that's just weird. But because they're making so much money off of it. So, like, one of these shots that have, like, the stem cell rejuvenation therapy you know, juice in it, <laughs> it costs, like, up to fifteen to $20,000 for one shot. For so, what? you know, is it like one shot. Medical or is this, it's like, just, my wrinkles? It's medical. No, it's oh, medical. medical. It's medical. Like, they are injecting it like if somebody has let's say like an acl tear or and they're this need that rejuvenation in their leg or like a lot of um patients that have had back surgeries or yeah. they use them in eye surgeries it, they there's membranes that are made from this stem cells from the placenta and it helps the surgical sites to heal faster they use them in ulcer and patients with ulcers like foot ulcers open wounds yeah and there's all kinds of actual research done on that end that confirms all of the healing proponents so but it's just with that information out there because how terrible would it be if mom's like no you can't have my placenta you're gonna sell it for you know you make 50 to hundred thousand dollars off my placenta like no i'm keeping it or you guys can pay me then there'd be a multi-billion dollar industry just out like that so somebody so could be like they really don't put that my out. placenta into their foot wound Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Rude. I yes. want that 15, 20K for that. Come on. I know. Well, I'm like, or can you just like <laughs> give me the shots and just like keep my body rejuvenated or something? Yes. Like, and there was um, a podcast out with Joe Rogan and he, it was Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson's dad was like dying. Like he's like on his deathbed. And um, they sent him out to Panama because at the time, Panama was like the only place that was like doing this openly. And sent his dad out there for a few months and he said his dad was on his deathbed and got him off in like his wheelchair. And when he came and picked his dad up, he's like, he walked out to the car, like, Hey, like just moving and grooving, like a 60 year old man when he was like 90, like it was just all those rejuvenation therapies, because basically what the stem cells do is they tell your body to keep repairing, repairing, we need repair done in this area. So yeah. it just keeps regenerating and rejuvenating all the cells that 
are in your body that are damaged. I should have black marketed my placenta. That's crazy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Back alley. I don't know where you can sell it, but <laughs> people are like, can I sell you my placenta? I'm like, no, girl, I'm not, I'm not taking your placenta. Facebook marketplace, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so are there any risks with eating your placenta? Because I know, doesn't the placenta pass through some toxins? So is there like yeah, any so... risk? Like, do you, like you said, you have people that are like, don't let her eat the placenta. Don't let the moms do yeah. that. Are there risks or have you ever had any like, any mothers that have came out with negative effects from eating placenta? Right. So there's actually, if there was like a real, I feel like going around that really was just pushing forth a lot of like bad information. Now there is ways, I mean, there are ways that you're eating your placenta can be dangerous. It just be like meat. So think about like chicken, for example, is like the best analogy that I can think of is chicken is like, it has bacteria like on it. It can be really harmful, poisonous. I mean, to the point where you could die from eating that chicken. So it's all in how it's prepared. So those people that are eating it raw or even doing, there is a raw method of encapsulation. Basically, like you're not cooking your meat. You're not heating it up to a high enough temperature to kill any potential, you know, virus, bacteria that's living on the placenta. So it's the yeah. same concept. And then I have the opposite where people are like, well, you know, if you cook it, you're cooking all the nutrients out. I'm like, again, like chicken you still have nutritional value on your chicken yeah. after you've cooked it. And the thing is with placenta, like this is an organ that grew human life. Like it is so powerful and potent that even if some of the elements are like the, the it's like the levels are lost to a certain degree, there's still more than enough there for you to be able to benefit yeah. from it. And I, the whole thing with it being like a filter organ and like housing all the toxins and to that, I always say, okay, well, if it was so harmful, it's sitting inside of your body. Why are you not dying now? Yeah, I mean, your <laughs> well, liver is similar. It's just like, it's, if, yeah, if it's a filter that's just like sitting there with all those waste and toxins that are so supposedly so harmful for you, like, why isn't it hurting you? It's inside of your body. How is it by it leaving your body and then you re-ingesting it? Are those toxins and waste now harmful? Like, that just doesn't make sense but the placenta is not a filter organ it's more like a facilitator organ so it's actually taking that waste and it doesn't just like hang on to it it actually gives it back and gets rid of it through the mom's bloodstream through her urine through her sweat so it's like it's not just hanging out there so much when you're pregnant And you pee so much, girl. You're like, you, you're getting rid of those toxins, I promise you. But whatever supposed toxins are remaining, like, it's not harmful enough to do it. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. And then you'll never stop peeing even after yeah. the baby. And it's all, yeah, exactly. You're like, and then your shit's broken forever. <laughs> I mean, I literally sneezed the other night and peed my pants yeah. so yeah. much so yeah. that I took Sneeze a photo off. of it and sent it to Jess and was like, I just wet my pants. I just wet my this pants. This is unbelievable. Yeah. I like, love that you're like a, entrepreneur businesswoman who's also like <laughs> well thank you like fun i mean on most days some people like there are still times where you know we have to fight the insecurities and the negative nancy in our head but <laughs> oh my gosh the imposter syndrome it's insane i have it constantly yeah. yeah like when you agreed to do this i was like wait a minute so we just started this podcast and now like a big name like one of the biggest names like how is and this happening yeah i like called my dad my dad was like eating placentas <laughs> you're the wrong person to call you're like, yeah that's what i'm serving you for dinner next time i see you he was like that's pretty said, cool he's gonna get me one yeah my husband's like can i try it i'm like no actually not. you know what 
there are a lot of dads that get like like sympathy hormones oh and like the, yes like they're, they're like sympathy like That's pregnancy symptoms yeah and some of the dads even get like postpartum depression and so my husband would take some of my pills every like now and again because he would just be like so like and a lot of the moms would have to be like my husband takes them like absolutely like our process is safe like yeah. it makes it sterilized so it's not like oh, you're going to eat my placenta. It's, I mean, obviously, in the medical field, they're using just random strangers' placentas for whoever. I <laughs> so love that. Put it straight in their eye. They're yeah, fine. I mean, um, that's my husband. He, I mean, he travels for work. I'm a hairdresser. I have my own spot. Yeah. He would text me while I would be with clients. And we, I mean, my clients and I just make fun of him so much. God bless him. <laughs> and he would be like, are you cramping today? I'm a little crampy. Oh. Like when I was pregnant, and I would be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, yeah, I got some care. cramps. <laughs> or we were driving, like, and I was I like, don't. "Babe, I'm gonna throw up," and he's like, "I'm nauseous too." Like, just oh, every time. Oh, how sweet! He loves you so much. <laughs> he's like, we're so connected. Thanks, <laughs> like, babe. He's the it's best. Okay, that's probably me in the relationship. I'm like, you are not allowed to breathe unless it's directly into my mouth. <laughs> Stay within a ten foot radius of me. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> okay so i have two more questions i knew it i okay. knew i yeah, would have no, more than one okay can you kind of give us a general list you don't have to go into crazy detail unless you want to yeah of the benefits of having your yeah. placenta encapsulated because i can't believe we're waiting until like an hour in to discuss this part of it fine there's but just we so many other things to talk first. about like people don't realize that there's so many things about the placenta yeah uh, i mean because there's a lot of cool things like it's like the the aspect of the actual placenta itself is just fascinating and then the benefits and why people are doing this but then also the business side of it because people are like you made a multi-million dollar business off of placenta like, that's, like look at all the sneakers i've got right yeah <laughs> check them out girl i can show you okay no, <laughs> um, but and there's like where their mind blunts, but like there's the business end of it and like the women entrepreneur part so yeah like there's it's multi-layered but the benefits of placenta calculation so here's what happens is when a woman gets pregnant her hormone levels are like normal, average. This is like your baseline. And by the time she gives birth and delivers her baby, her hormone levels are three times higher than when she first got pregnant. The placenta is the organ that actually takes over all of the hormone production in the body during pregnancy. So all the other what are called endocrine organs, and those are organs that produce and regulate the hormones in the body. They kind of go on like a long-term maternity leave. They're like, hey, placenta, you're here. You got this. We're cool. All right. Check you. See you later. I'm going on vacation. And the placenta's job then is to monitor both the baby and the mom and make sure that all the hormones are being produced correctly and they're getting enough, both the mom and the baby. But once that placenta leaves the body, <laughs> all the hormones so with leave it. with the placenta. Right. So then there's this huge hormone crash immediately after birth and there's some benefits to that hormone crash like that is the hormone crash is what signals your brain and your body letting you know like hey it's time to start producing milk now um so there's a lot of benefits to it but on the negative side of it now you're feeling like hormonal like i'm sad or depressed or tired and all that's caused because the placenta is no longer there but not only that those endocrine organs that were on vacation they don't just come back to work that same minute. It takes them anywhere between six to 12 weeks 
to come back to the factory, turn the factory lights on, start <laughs> producing hormones again, and produce a significant amount to where it's going to make a difference. Yeah. So basically the placenta, you're putting it back into your body, microdosing it, raising your hormone levels back up to just at least a normal level to where you're functioning again as a normal human being. Congrats. But the benefits would be like, you know, like avoiding postpartum depression, the baby blues, helps with like postpartum anxiety, helps to increase energy, helps with like your hair, skin, and nails. Like moms are like, oh, I didn't get all that postpartum hair loss. Yep. Um, it helps the uterus to contract back down to its pre-pregnancy size faster, which in turn helps reduce the amount of time that a woman bleeds afterwards. Oh, There's also stem cells in it that help with just the overall healing of our mind and our bodies. And and like I said, but I say increase energy, I think I did. Increase milk supply as well. The hormones that are in that helps your body to just respond to um, the letdown reflex, so your baby suckling at your breast. It helps your brain to identify that signal to help you to increase your milk supply. And I, I mean, there's just, and so many other things that I still get women texting like, oh my gosh, I realized that my like eczema went away, or oh, I my lupus, I don't not feeling my lupus or my arthritis or my That's this awesome. or that. Like, yeah, so it's because it's just a really great like natural vitamin that your body produced. Yeah, that's and you're just putting that right back. I think did. I, I like had gone through your Instagram and had gone through all the stuff. It said iron, like it helps with your iron levels yeah. and everything. And the iron deficiency, that that's right. loss is crazy. So much blood is lost. Yeah, like at birth and thereafter. So oh. it really helps to just replenish all those iron, the iron stores in your body. So you're not feeling so fatigued. And like fatigue leads to depression. So it's really kind of combating that depression from a bunch of angles. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, there's nothing sexier than those yeah. diapers with the little <laughs> yeah, lavender bows yeah. on them. But <laughs> awesome. I know you tell your husband, like, I'm going to be ready for sex a lot sooner. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was like, don't touch me for like six months. Please don't. Get I know. Me pregnant. Me too. I, was like, I don't think my vagina is the same, babe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, right? That I was kid number one. Kid number, kid number four, we were like, it's been like a few days. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're oh good. my God. <laughs> I would pass out. I would hurt so bad. I had a C-section too. I was like, my vagina. Oh yeah, no, is... that's like that. Now you're in a whole. That's a whole different ballgame. Oh, well, then that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my last question that I have written down: Do you have any advice for people that are on the fence? Like Jess, she's somebody that definitely is yeah. more so on the fence. She's like, I don't think I would do that. Where I'm like, give me the placentas. So like, yeah. what would yeah. your advice, all <laughs> yeah, I'll take yours. What would your advice <laughs> be? <laughs> I would say, look, like you, there's no harm. Like it can't hurt you. It can only help you. It's in a cute flavored pill. So you're not going to see yeah, anything. You're not going to taste anything gross. And then the other thing I was tell moms is like, this is the one that I can always promise and guarantee. Now the other benefits each body, each, each person's body is different. Everybody is different. <laughs> and so each person's placenta, you know, maybe it's one person doesn't experience as much weight loss as another mom or as much breast milk supply as another mom, right? Or, yeah. you know, maybe they still get some sad days and another mom's like, oh, I'm in utter bliss this whole entire time because I'm absent of hope. But one thing that I can always say and like guarantee stays true throughout all 30,000 of these placentas is the energy level. And it's like you don't, you're, you're, you're present, you're fully present. Cause I remember what it was like being in that post baby, like 
pregnant or not pregnancy, but that fog, that post-birth fog it's the worst. where you kind of felt like a zombie. It's the worst. I said, so for me, that's like time you cannot get back with your baby. Like your baby is only going to be that teeny tiny for a very short amount of time. So for me to be present mentally, yeah. physically, to be able to be there and like really have these crisp, clear memories of how small and cute and the noises that they make, that to me is like everything. And I would hands down eat a freaking turd from the backyard. <laughs> if somebody was like, hey, this is going to produce this. I'm like, yeah, Sam, yes, that's enough, enough, Dad. You're like, throw it on a bun. Yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Jess and I, that was one thing. Our experiences are wildly different throughout yeah. every single part of pregnancy to birth to like the early days with our babies. She had a little, hers wasn't postpartum depression or baby blues she had more of a situational depression. Her, she, her baby was a lunatic. We love her. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. But she had, I had one of those. Yeah. She screamed, would not sleep. Yeah. I mean, screamed for months. So Jess's yeah. more so wasn't hormonal yeah. balance, but I'm sure if she felt the way that I felt after I had the baby where I was like, prevent me from banging my head into this wall. Yeah, it would be a different because I'm like, I will do anything to not feel the way that I felt with my first with having another baby because I don't want my first to see me like that. Like, that's my driving factor now more than anything is I'm like, I can't sit around with my boobs out and cry all day long like I did with Mm -hmm. Archie when he was little. And like, I don't remember the first probably two months. Yeah, it's a blur. It's a blur, but also I'm like, thank God my body did that because those first two months were so bad. They were, I mean, there were obviously beautiful moments encased in kind of chaos. So being able to have that regulation and being able to have that possibility for stability from having like these pills that you're taking of something so natural that comes from your own body is like mind blowing. I'm like, why would you not do that? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm here today. <laughs> like everybody <laughs> needs to know and everybody needs to do this. I promise. You won't yes. regret it. <laughs> and now I'm gonna be able to compare and contrast the two, which I think is gonna be really yeah. cool. And something that will be a really cool journey to like fo- I'm not pregnant right now, I'm on my period. But yeah. to be able to like follow yeah. along with and to be able to speak about the difference of it. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. Well, I can't wait for that day to come. I know. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm so happy that you agreed to do this and that we were able to get it set up. Thank you so much for thinking of me and having me. It was so lovely to meet you yes. and talk to you. I so appreciate it. Now we just need to get Stassi Schroeder on this, right? Oh, yeah. Let's throw <laughs> this bitch on. <laughs> Love her. I know. I think it's so cool. I mean, how awesome for you to go from like where you were in your life to getting sober, to creating this business, to helping 30,000 women. I mean, and countless more. That's so cool. Yeah. That's very inspiring. Anybody can. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I will send you snippets of this that we're going to put on TikTok. I'll send you the podcast and everything like that once I have it edited and it'll be awesome. Oh my gosh, I'll stay in touch. I can't wait, I'll promote it too, so. I know, thank you so much. Bye, Taylor, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, bye, thank you.